Welcome to That Being Said Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Aisha. Let's get into today's episode. Cool. How do we start it? I don't know. Just like... Yeah, do we like start off with being like, oh, welcome to our first podcast? Yeah, probably. I guess we just, yeah. Okay, well, I guess I'll start. Welcome to our very first podcast episode, I guess I should say, uh, with Taylor Anastasi and Aisha Katotti. Um, Yeah, we're really excited to sort of just like, I don't know, talk all things, really. This is uh, very exciting. Mm. It's something fun. Different. It's, It's different. Uh, and something to, I guess, keep ourselves, not occupied, but, like, just, I don't know, doing doing things. A bit of a reflect, have a bit of a unpack. Yeah. So really excited to start that being said. Um, and I guess, yeah, this first episode, we're just sort of to get to know your host, uh, a little bit of background about both of us, and, um, yeah, that's sort of, that's sort of it for this first episode. Um, but yeah, expect a lot of like talking over each other, probably, um, me coughing, probably, I don't know, being disrupted. <laughs> really just like a bit of a bio and a bounce back and forth on some things that have gone down. Yeah. 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 Furthermore, I guess, Aisha, you started off. Alrighty. Um, so my name's Aisha. Uh, I was born October 11th. In 97. I was um, pretty chill as a kid. Raised by working parents. So I spent a lot of time with my cousins. Um, Very much raised by like. Family around us. So me and all my cousins were basically raised by each other's parents and our grandparents. And so we spent a lot of time together just getting up to shenanigans. I was the youngest. So I have a brother and then I had like two older cousins. So... A lot went down with me. I got uh, tied to a trampoline. I got tied to a clothesline. One time we were like looking after ourselves, which was questionable. And I got tied to a chair because they gave me like too much cola. It was just the whole thing. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, I've always been super odd. So... My mom was really, I definitely get it from my mom, but my mom was really into like crime TV shows and like NCIS, SVU, Law and Order. So I spent a lot of my childhood watching those, but she, and British ones, like The Bill. Literally Awful. never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, Blue Heelers, that sort of thing, which is a dog, but no, it's a TV show. Mm. Yeah, uh, so I was really weird as a kid. Um, my family loves, anytime someone comes over, they'll be like, do you know, she used to freeze, uh, like dolls and stuff and try and make ice mummies and do science (laughs) experiments on her hair. Um, they love telling people stuff like that. It was, I want, like, just being humble. I think I was pretty smart as a kid. I spent a lot of time by myself and, I don't know, just doing stuff. I really liked math, really liked science, really liked just figuring stuff out. Um, I was active-ish, so I really liked netball. 
probably would have pursued netball a lot more, but my knees kind of gave out on netball. They weren't really into it. <laughs> but I went to a lot of, like, sports carnivals, like the day carnivals and stuff, mm. but mostly to hang out with, like, cool kids who also did sport and try and have, like, networking events with them. Um, didn't work. Never really hit the popular group. Super imaginative. As I said, I spent a lot of time by myself. Just kind of like playing, being weird, running around, coming up with these crazy scenarios in my head. And then when I was around like probably 10, YouTube kind of became a thing. I got obsessed with like YouTubers and viral videos and going to my friends' houses and showing each other videos we'd seen. Harry Potter puppet pals. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Stuff like that. That was... Um, very much my life. I played a lot of DS. My older brother would always do the like boss fights for me. Um, he was pretty like influential on sort of things I liked around that age and things I still like now, like um, general geekery. Like we used to get up on Saturday mornings and we watched Simpsons for like hours, and then we'd watch Star Trek on the Sci Fi Channel. It was really a vibe. Um, but that's, yeah, been really influential on the things I like now, like sci-fi and fantasy and things like that. Um, so, this starts to get a bit, eh, not so crash hot. Um, around 10, so, I was definitely raised by, like, everyone in my family, and around 10, my grandmother got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and then she passed away, and that was really hard on, like, Everyone in my family, you could definitely feel that it was a whole thing. It really affected everyone. Um, I spent, like, all my afternoons with her. After school, my grandpa would pick me up and take me over there. I'd eat noodles. I'd eat beef noodles. And he'd make me a milkshake with, like, a milkshake machine. And then, yeah, when she passed away, things got different. Um, my parents looked after me after school for a bit. Life has to keep going, which sucks, but that's what it is. Um, then, <laughs> uh, I think like 12 months later, my brother one day couldn't walk. This turned out to be his first MS attack. Um, his, well, his first diagnosed MS attack. Um... Yeah, so he lost the ability to walk at 19, which kind of sucked. And then he had treatment for it. He recovered from that. And then a couple months later, um, I can't even remember what was going on. He went back into hospital. And I think like a week later, he was in a coma in ICU. And he was in a coma for like three weeks or something. He was in ICU for like three months and then he was in hospital for 11 months in total. It was pretty hard to watch. Um, definitely not something I wanted to repeat. My brain's blocked out quite a bit of that. Um, you know, you find out stuff later, but it was like iffy on whether he was going to make it through. And that was also like when I was preparing to go into high school, so <laughs> it was a pretty complicated time. Um, I had some really good teachers, though, so I spent a lot of time, <laughs> I can think of this, like, one instance where <laughs> kids at school used to call me, um, emo girl, 
because I, I, I don't know why, to be honest. I had black hair and a fringe really suited me, so... Uh, yeah, I get called emo girl a lot, and I don't know what was going on. All I know is in the courtyards, kids were calling me emo girl, and I was like, nah, I'm out. Fuck this. And just, like, ran into another teacher's office and sat there for, like, two hours. And my actual teacher came in, and she was like, oh, thank God. I didn't know where you were. Uh, got to share some really good moments with those teachers, like, telling them, like, my brother's out of hospital, and they were really excited for me. Um, people from the school, like, brought us hot lasagnas. Which is such, that's like the best gift you could ever give someone going through a rough time as a family. Like, just bring, like, leave a hot meal on their door. Yeah. So, that was all happening. And then, I don't know. Oh, no, I do know what happened actually. He got this, like, uh, experimental treatment, which. So, in a coma, quadriplegic. Uh, had like a tracheotomy, couldn't talk, got this experimental treatment, had to go through chemo to like wipe out his immune system. A really scary time. Um, he had to go into like a isolation ward in the ICU, which is like <laughs> traumatizing. Um, it's like a blue neon room and you have to walk into an airlock and put on like a like an orange, uh, like a, like an orange lab coat thing, get like desanitized or sanitized rather, and then you can go in and see them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't recommend. Um, <laughs> don't ever want to see someone in an isolation ward ever again in my life. <laughs> so he got this experimental treatment, and I mean, not cured, but he hasn't had an attack since. And considering his first one took his ability to use his legs, his second one left him quadriplegic temporarily. Uh. Being able to walk and talk and live a fairly normal life is a pretty good start. Uh, high school. High school, not for me. Um, definitely a continuation of a downward spiral. <laughs> I didn't really have any friends going into my high school because I had this great idea as a 12 year old where I was like, okay, all the popular girls are going to this school, so I'm going to go to this school. And because we all went to the same primary school, we will obviously be BFFs, and that is how I will get in with the popular kids. <laughs> uh. Uh, did not work, surprisingly. <laughs> I eventually got some friends. We were all generally pretty weird. Mm. Um, yeah, level of weird is like, girl who had 16 Facebook accounts for <laughs> all, of, all of these people and there was a very intricate way of, I have vivid memories of being in um, like a school assembly about the catfishing scandal <laughs> and our year coordinator being like, girls, this is the worst cohort I have ever had to deal with. This is the worst cohort of year sevens to have ever come through this school. That was... A whole vibe. Overall, year seven though, pretty pretty uneventful. Uh, year eight though, not uneventful. Quite quite the opposite actually. Um, so I came to school one day, and just no one would talk to me. And I was like, oh, that's um, that's different. That's not what was going on yesterday. So I had this like best friend sort of thing. And she wouldn't talk to me. She was, like, I tried to speak to her and she just straight up, like, turned around and walked the other way. 
thought, oh, that's weird. Um, so I tried to speak to some other people, same st- same deal. So I asked someone, I was like, someone needs to tell me, like, what is going on? And I mean, looking back on it now, we're all 14, so, like, yeah. sounds dramatic, because at the time it was. And they were like, oh, um, so-and-so heard that you said about your best friend. I can't even remember, like, what I allegedly said. Something about her body or something. I was like, oh, okay, well, that didn't happen, so we'll just straighten this out. Unfortunately, it did not just get straightened out. <laughs> that is not what went down. Um, definitely one of my bigger regrets not figuring that out. Just because she was like, I don't hold anything against her. She was actually like a really nice girl. She was so humble. She was so sweet. She was like one of the best friends I'd had. We were super close, super inseparable. But, um,. Yeah, just this influence, like when you're a 14-year-old girl and someone thinks you've said something about the way you look or something like that, it's hard. It's unpleasant. It's not cool. It is what it is. So I took that really hard, like that rejection from my peers. I took that really, really hard. Um, this, I think, was like the catalyst for the overarching story of social anxiety, which really ate up most of my teen years. I don't, like, she didn't cause it. That event didn't cause it. It would have happened at some point. Anyway, (laughs) that's just the thing. Well, no, I think the next thing is what really cemented it. Mm. So I was really struggling with that. Um, I was scared to go back to school and my parents were like, oh, okay, we're going to be proactive. We'll go to a GP. We'll get you a mental health checkup whatever we, whatever we need to do. So I went to this GP and within like 40 minutes, he was like, I know what we should do. Antidepressants and six weeks off school to give you time to mentally recover from this event. Looking back on it now, taking that six weeks off school is probably the worst thing I could have done. I never went back the same. Uh, so the last school, like year of school I actually fully completed was year seven, which is super depressing to say out loud, but it is what it is. Uh, after that, I changed schools a lot. Started like V grading, which is where I th- I don't know what it is to be honest. I think it's like they wanted to give you a D, but they felt sorry for you, so you got a V grade <laughs> instead. <laughs> Being there. <laughs> so I went from being like good at maths, top math class. I feel like everyone kind of um, ranks themselves in life, like on what math class they were in. in like, yes. So I went from like top math class to like general math, mm. not handing in assignments, not doing anything, barely going to school, to be honest. I say I didn't fit in, but I also really ne- never gave myself the opportunity to fit in because I was never there. I didn't like being there. I didn't want to be there. So at the same time as this was all going on, I also decided, well, I didn't decide, my body decided, that I was going to get, like, the worst eczema I've ever had in my entire life. And so I was, like, a 14-year-old girl who was, like, couldn't fit in, didn't like being around other people, and on top of that, my skin was, like, dry, scabby, it was a whole thing like my skin was so dry my eyebrow hairs fell out I had scabs all over my face it was not a fun time 
had a lot of body issues, I guess, because I was moving around school so much. I was meeting, like, all these new girls. And then every time I'd meet, like, a new group of girls, new group of popular girls, I'd be like, oh, so that's what I'm supposed to look like. That's what I'm meant mm-hmm. to do. That's what, that's what this is. That's how I'm supposed to act. That's how I'm supposed to dress. But because I moved around so much, it was hard to keep up. Uh, changed schools again. That's when I got a new best friend. I actually started fitting in a bit more around this time. So I would be 14, uh, absolutely inseparable with this girl. Met her through school. Still wasn't really going to school, but at least I had a friend now. So that was a solid start. Inseparable. Spent every waking moment together. We were at each other's houses all the time. But um, through being at each other's houses all the time, I got really close to her brother. (laughs) And that is where I met my now fiancé, Brad. Um, Brad has taught me so much about life. Um, Yeah, he's influenced so many of my decisions, biggest one probably being my career. I do not think I would really be around had I not met Brad. Yeah, love him to bits. We broke up briefly in year 11. Um, so when I say year 11, I V-graded year 8, 9, 10, got into year 11 I think I'm like pity, to be honest. I went to the interview and I was like, I'm trying really hard. They were like, we can see that. And then I went to year 11 for a semester. Really enjoyed it. Went and got coffee a lot. There was no bells. Very strange. (laughs) There was no uniforms. Um, Started studying like literature. Really enjoyed that. But yeah, I guess... I mean, at this point, I had kind of accepted that formal education was not going to be for me. I tried three schools, then I tried, like, vocational college, then I tried to go back to school. At this point, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to give up on this. Tried a couple other things, ended up getting a full-time job at a takeaway shop. In year 11, though, that's when... Is that when I met you, or sort of? I think so. So you met Jake when I was in year 11. Yeah, because I was in year 12, and I'd briefly seen you... Just around. Yeah, around. (laughs) So Taylor has a a twin, and (laughs) I genuinely thought both her twin and her went to the school that we both went to, because I assumed that hair down Taylor (laughs) was Taylor. Hair up, Taylor was her twin. (laughs) This was not the case. Hair up, Taylor was just Taylor. (laughs) But we we didn't really speak. No. I think we both. Like I'd seen you around school. Like I said, yeah, I like saw you like in the mass wing in college when I moved schools, but like very brief, like briefly. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw you once or twice, and that was yeah. But yeah. So after year eleven left school completely, got a full-time job at a takeaway store. Just chilled for a couple years, to be honest. Just worked in the drive-thru, had a good time, got up to shenanigans at work with the other 
I feel like the people who work day shift were just yeah a different breed. They, they so are compared to like night crew. Like day day shift people were like the best people to work with, especially like even like after college as well. But like just like. You like you didn't hate the night crew, but you you you, you, were, su- you were superior. Like but you, if were... you had to work a night crew shift. You were like, Ugh. yeah, you're like, ew. Like I do. Like I know because like back when you like work day crew and stuff, the night crew were like the school kids and stuff like that, or like the young year sevens, um, and like day crew were like the elite crew. Like we we were the ones that like we're all extremely cool. Yeah, most of us could drink. I couldn't drink because I had dropped out of school to pursue this career. <laughs> And so they were like, do you want to come out for a drink? And you're like, oh, I can't. I'm 17. <laughs> but, but yeah, day crew was definitely elite. Just saying. So it would have been when I got the job that you and I started getting way closer. Yeah. There was an awkward uh, start yeah. to getting to know each other, but we definitely did get there in the end. Yeah. So I was kind of getting over my promising career at Mackie D's <laughs> and I decided I want a full-time job. Uh, this was not as easy as I had hoped. <laughs> Turn, uh, I'd hand in my resume and for some reason, some stupid reason, I didn't lie on my resume. So it said like year 10, that's it. <laughs> year 10 and Mackie's please hire me to be a receptionist at, like, your law firm or whatever. (laughs) I was going for jobs I definitely was not qualified for. But, like, I was applying and I was applying and I was applying and I wasn't getting anywhere. And Brad, who was a mechanic, is a mechanic, was like, you should try a trade. And I was like, uh, I don't really know about that. Like, I don't think it would suit me. I was like very shy. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go work in a workshop with dudes and stuff like that. That's. It didn't sound good, which is crazy now. It's crazy to think I was like, nah, not for me. So, like, I'd been applying for jobs for months and months and months, and not getting anywhere, not even getting interviews. And I applied for mechanic apprenticeships and got like three interviews in three days, and ended up being able to choose whoever I wanted to go with. That was probably a massive turning point in my life. Saved up some money. We're getting close to now. Um, started pole dancing as a bit of like leisure activity. Uh, pole dancing, it taught me so many lessons that I didn't know I needed to learn about like discipline, training skills, that sort of thing. Um, weird relationship with it, but really glad that that was something I got into. Uh, we're definitely still on that kind of turning point of our life. This is like a very slow start to a bigger turning point. Um, we bought our house. Brad and I got engaged. That was pretty nice on my 21st. That brings us to 2020. I feel most people have like a pre-2020 in a post-2020 <laughs> kind of life. Um, 2020 really sucked. Uh, I was doing an apprenticeship. My apprenticeship got blown out. I didn't know what was going to happen with it. I didn't know if I was going to be able to finish. Uh, my partner was in a working situation that we couldn't really be in. His hours got cut and 
was really hard. Uh, so he looked for another job and got one, but absolutely hated the company he was working for. So I was like, that's fine. I'll hit up my boss. Like, there'll be a spot for you in another workshop that he runs. Like, we'll, we'll figure something out. So I go into my boss and I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you my boyfriend's resume. Please don't hire him to work here, like, with me. He was like, oh, uh, why not? I was like, I just, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think it'll be good. I don't want to, I don't want people thinking that, like, all of a sudden I'm just Brad's missus. I don't want that. He was like, yeah, all right. That's cool. So I give him Brad's resume. He goes over his resume and he calls Brad in for an interview. And then he comes and speaks to me again. And he's like, hey, I'm going to hire Brad here. I think we're going to do really well with him here. And I really was not into it. Um, I didn't tell Brad for like ages that I said, please don't hire him here. But yeah, he ended up going to work with us and I was really apprehensive about it. Really didn't want it to happen. Ultimately, like, yeah, my boss convinced me that that was the way it had to be done. So I was like, you know what, whatever. 2021, uh, the great resignation at my work. Within a week, like four people had left. One of the people who left was the guy who runs the workshop. Brad was like, I'm gonna go for the job to run the workshop. Was not into that as a concept. <laughs> Didn't feel him being my boss was appropriate. Did not like the idea of that at all. But he ended up getting the job and it ended up being really good for my career. I got so much more confident and comfortable knowing that like he would fix my mistakes, basically. <laughs> that kind of brings us to like the rock bottom turning point. So I said earlier that I, oh, I didn't even, I told you I got put on antidepressants. I got diagnosed with uh, depression when I was like 13. So there was definitely better times and there was definitely worse times, but I don't feel I ever recovered from it. I feel like I kind of have a sort of depression where it's always just there. I don't think there was like an event or an environmental factor that contributed to it. I think it's just kind of how I am. Yeah, like there was so many times where I'd been like, I, I want to change. This isn't me. I need to change this, yada, yada, yada. And nothing ever really stuck. I truly believe now that I just, I had gotten better a few times, but for some reason being better always felt wrong. So probably like six months ago, there was, I don't know, it felt like a, like a rock bottom point where I really like sat and looked at myself and I was like, nah, this isn't it anymore. Like this can't be it. And, I mean, it could be just growing up. I could, I think it's like a combination of growing up, realising things. I feel like it was like the year of realising things. Mm -hmm. I definitely think 2020 was like a year where everyone sort of was able to reflect yeah, on themselves. Yeah, opportunity for reflection and growth and yeah. moving on with a lot of things. So I kind of had that moment where I was like, like something's got to change something's got to be different and 
yeah, I just decided to focus on getting better, creating change, getting help, and, like, being the help, you know? I've made leaps and bounds in my personal life and in my career, and I think a lot of that's got to do with a massive shift in my own attitude. And There was a lot of hard lessons that had to be learned, but they... You know, they hurt at the time, but it is what it is. That's just kind of where I'm at right now, to be honest. <laughs> There's a lot more to me. Like, I I hate drinking water. Anyone who's <laughs> ever spent any time with me will know that I hate drinking water. I think it's, it's just the worst beverage. <laughs> There's so many better beverages. I, I don't care about the physical, like, uh... Benefits? Yeah, the physical <laughs> benefits of water. I don't care about that. It tastes bad. I could have Diet Coke. That would be better. Oh, my God. Uh, I like cooking, and I really like spicy food. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I don't like water. I like spicy food. <laughs> that's it. That's me. <laughs> that was a lot of talking. <laughs> oh, God. Literally. Relatable with the sense of spicy food, but... I am a fan of water. I I, I enjoy water. <laughs> oh, okay, well, yeah, literally so much as well, I guess. Um, yeah, that was awesome to sort of, like, get... Like, obviously, like, I've known Aisha for, like, a long time now, but still, like, to sort of hear... Yeah, it's super weird looking at someone I've known for, like, six years and being like, this is me. This is my life. I'm like, wow. Because, <laughs> like, obviously, like, some things, like... We know, like, most of it, but sometimes, like, it's sort of, like, unspoken stuff that we sort of leave out sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'll start. So, hello, I'm obviously Taylor. Uh, I'm 25. Yeah, 25. I have to think about it sometimes. That's really gross to say. Um, but, yeah, I was born on the 5th of July, 1996, um, and I have a twin sister, which is pretty cool. Um... But, like, I, I like to put it this way, my life has always been chaotic, even since uh, my parents finding out they were having us, because <laughs> my mum and dad, um, when they found out they were having their third, what they thought was third child, they were told they were having twins. And when they were told they were having twins, they were told they were having twin boys. So... <laughs> They went like, went through, like, my mum's pregnancy the whole time, de- very determined and sure that they were having twin boys. How old were your brothers? My brother Nick is four years older than me, so he would have been about, well, like, he would have been three turning four, and then Dylan would have been two, I think. Yeah, so you've got a three and a two-year-old. Yeah. Like, cool. Two more boys. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> when she found out she was having twins, she was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then, um, fast forward to... July and with twins it's very uh common to be preemie so mum went into labor and then obviously because it was early mum they went to the hospital and then the hospital was like hey there's no hospital beds left uh sorry you'll have to go to Sydney so (laughs) so (laughs) obviously I wasn't here yet but I assumed the stress set in and mum uh went to the airport and good old Salvatore, uh, that's my dad, 
he wasn't allowed on the plane. Um, now, my dad's an Italian, so... <laughs> Uh, anyone that may- has met my dad will know that, like, he's he's literally the, like, cutest person ever, but also, like, has this, like, harsh exterior. So, like, he can be scary. Uh, but, yeah, he wasn't allowed on the plane, so mum had to fly to Sydney uh, and dad had to drive. So dad drives to Sydney <laughs> and he gets there and he's like, so where's my wife? And then they were just sort of like to him, oh, she's still at Canberra Airport. There's too much fog in the sky. <laughs> so literally chaotic like I could only imagine how angry my dad would have been um that his literal wife with twins is like still in Canberra in labor uh waiting just for the fog to clear up and then they'll be on their way that's very like classic Canberra yeah so then yes yeah, so then eventually mum got there uh by plane and then we well not we they went to uh I, I don't know, Paddington, that's where that's where I was born. Uh, I wasn't born first, my twin sister was, so Kiara, she was born at 127. Uh, and then I like to put it this way, I obviously knew how cruel, let's get, <laughs> this is getting more, I knew how cruel the world was, I didn't want to come out. So I came out at 327, so exactly two hours after my sister. Uh, but dialing it back, when my sister was born... Uh, they were like, oh, it's a girl. And mom was like, what? <laughs> okay. And, like, I probably thought, like, in, well, how I think of it is maybe mom was like, oh, okay, maybe the second one will be a boy. Like, they got one mixed up. And then two hours rolls on and I eventually make my beautiful entrance into the world. And they're like, oh, it's another girl. And they were just obviously like, what the actual hell? Was there names ready to go? Yeah, look. Um, I think there was boy names picked out, and my dad often jokes about this and said that my sister's name, I'd think hers seriously was Vincenzo, so it would have been Vince. And he says that mine was going to be Pasquale. Now, (laughs) whether or not that's actually true, uh, he says it is, but uh, those are the names. (laughs) So then, yeah, so then obviously we were born, and then they gave me my name, Taylor, which is spelt. T H A Y L A R, which is very different. Uh, and same with my sister Chiara, which is not spelt the Italian way, where my family's from. And we can get onto that later, but my Italian teacher did not approve of either name. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, so yeah, we were born in Sydney, chaotic. We were in um, the like incubators or whatever for like months and months at a time. Um, I think for about two months, maybe, we were there. Um, uh, yeah, just obviously being premature and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, then eventually, you know, growing up with a twin was actually pretty cool. Um, it's like really funny cause like you, you know, like you have siblings and stuff and like I have two older brothers, Nick and Dylan. Um, and like, it's like growing up with two older brothers, like you get <laughs> the WWE wrestling matches <laughs> through school holidays. Uh, literally sort of, uh, know how to act tough, I guess, with two older siblings that are boys, especially. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I guess that was that part of our life. And we, we lived in this little house, uh, literally around the corner from where I live now. Um, and it was like good. Like I've, my mum, I don't think she didn't work until we went back to school. Uh, so she was sort of all the way, always there. Um, went to preschool obviously with my sister but we also like 
weren't in the same classes, I guess, to sort of like have us separated and stuff like that. Um, which I guess, like, I remember some like key things of like preschool, and like, I think that's where like my anxiety of like probably like set in because this one time, like, someone took my backpack and I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> I cried, obviously. Uh, and touching on that, when I was a kid, all my baby photos is of me crying. Uh, which nothing has really changed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so someone had taken my backpack, uh, but it was someone that knew my mom because my mom didn't forget to pick me up from school. I think, like, she was just running late and I was crying because I thought she forgot me. And then my backpack was gone, so, like, life was chaotic. And then someone had accidentally just picked it up and then they met my mom in the car park and, like, I was, like, greasing this man who had taken my backpack because it was my backpack. And yeah, so like random time in primary school, but I also, uh, sorry, preschool, I mean, um, this is, I think, I like to bring this up because like it was one thing that I think, um, I don't know, like just reminds me of like how I am now. So in preschool, there's like rooms and at the start you'd like sit in like a circle and you get to pick, you get to go in like whatever room you pick. And I picked like the room with like the kitchen and the bed and stuff and like I went in there. And I was really scared to leave the room because I didn't know if we were allowed to. Like, I thought once you made that decision, you were stuck in that room all day. This is you for life now. Literally. So, here's me. I don't know, how how, was I four? Four? I don't know. How old are you in preschool? I was in that room and stressing because no one was in that room with me. (laughs) Everyone left. No one was there. I was by myself and I was like, I don't think I'm allowed to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm stuck here. And then, yeah, and then, uh, the, like, one of the teachers, like, had come in and was like, like, what are you doing? And I was like, obviously in this room, I'm not allowed to leave. But I was allowed to leave. So that's me, like, second-guessing everything, obviously, from the age of four, being like, no, I've made my decision, I have to go to bed with it now, uh, in the literal bed. Uh, but yeah, so, literally, that's my, <laughs> that's, like, me being chaotic and stuff, uh, from a young age. Uh, but yeah, like, preschool and stuff was pretty... It was pretty cool, I guess. Like, it was... I had my sister just, like, in the the other room. I think it was Gun Nups and Walnuts or something. I don't know. Like, that was the names of the rooms, or each room. Uh, but, yeah, and then going into uh, kindergarten and stuff, I went to, like, primary school, obviously, with all my siblings, which is pretty cool, because uh, I guess we all sort of went to the same school and, like, like we were able to all be together. Uh, and again, you know, like school photo day. Mm. Yeah. School photo day. We all remember school photo day. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I didn't want to leave the playground and we had to get family photos. Uh, and I obviously wasn't too happy about it. So I started to cry. Uh, again, not, uh, unusual from me, but, uh, in the school photo and I'll be able to find it and like, I don't know, maybe we'll we'll post (laughs) this photo eventually one day but I'm crying in the school photo the family photo and uh it's just like literally the most dramatic thing ever uh because my eyes are like puffy red because I didn't want to leave the playground where my mum probably like has paid for us to get this family photo but no here's me with my front fringe sitting in the middle crying I feel like I've always like been a little bit like strange as well like probably from like a young age I don't know I'm just like a bit different I guess again this is like going off sidetrack but you know in like kindergarten where like you have the grip things on your pens or pencils oh, yes, yeah. yeah and you that's how you have proper grip now I had great grip uh <laughs> I will say but then I saw everyone 
who didn't have such great grip, they were getting these little things on their pencils. I wanted one. So. Did you purposely sabotage your grip? Yes. <laughs> and it's not been the same since. I, I legit have, like, cooked grip, so I hold a pencil, like, completely wrong. Yeah, I, I hold it, like, in there. That's way comfier. Well, the I get... other way where you hold it, like, on your finger. Like, people they do that. see what we did because yeah, this well... is voice, but the way you hold it, with that looks stupid. Yeah, that is stupid. my brother writes like that. That's but stupid. Yeah, so I purposely sabotaged my grip. And then I didn't actually get one. She was like, no, like, stop that. Do you remember, Do like, the rubber ones that were very chewable? That, yes. Mm. Like, Princess Polly chewable. Mm. Yes. So, anyway, I was then uh, forced to get my grip back. But it's never been the same. But, anyway, so, yeah, that was kindergarten. Uh, through to, like, year, year six and stuff, I stayed at that same primary school. It was pretty good. Um, I remember this one, like, me and my sister used to hang out quite a bit, obviously, in primary school and stuff like that, because, obviously, being twins, we weren't always in the same class. Um, again, like, I just, I feel like I just always go back to the times where I've cried, because I remember this one time I was doing a maths thing, and I'm really, really bad at maths, and, like, I'll touch on it later, because in college as well, like we were saying before, like you get, it's like based on like your math level, like how cool you are, how good you are. I was in the bottom tier. Uh, I did general maths uh, and I was lucky if I passed that because I just <laughs> am so bad at maths. Um, but yeah, so I like remembered I didn't want to do this maths thing and the answer, I knew what it was, but I wanted to draw the other thing because I thought it looked cooler. So I started crying and like talking about like, so- like something in my family, like some. No, this sounds so gruesome, but, like, he has, like, a shot wound, but, like, he wasn't, like, I don't know what happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, I just started crying over the most random thing in my family, and they're, like, okay, like, random. But anyway, so that's, like, <laughs> me getting out of maths is, like, crying over weird things that have nothing remotely to do with what was actually going on. But anyway, yeah, so pr- uh, primary school was good. Um graduated obviously like graduated in year six and then you move on to year seven which is where I went to an all-girls school mm. which Aisha <laughs> is also aware of uh not a vibe for me uh I was there from year seven to year half of year 11 year seven was fine again in college I was in my sister's PC so home group uh, and like we got along fine. Year seven, I think, was the one year where you had the same classes as all your PC. I think. I think you had like most of the same classes. Yeah, I think it was like just maths and English. Maybe were the two that you didn't. I didn't mind my PC at all. Um, it was like, you know, like the like PCs, and like you could tell like the popular people were like in this PC. Yes, I was literally just thinking like the house groups really solidified your social standing they did and i was in wolverine and like <laughs> black and red emo vibes love it but my house colors were pink and gray have you ever seen a schoolhouse where the colors were pink and gray no exactly in primary school i was polding i was blue but yeah like i feel like your pc definitely like solidified who you were as a person like you were cool if you were in this one but if you were in this one you weren't and like I think people thought Warren wasn't cool, but, like, I think we were pretty cool. Mm. Um, <laughs> the school we went to, so there was eight house groups, and one of, four of them started with W, and there were the Ws. Yes. And if you're in the W, I'm pretty sure the Ws were the lame houses. Yeah, I think we were. Um, and that's offensive, but <laughs> that's fine. And then what were the other ones? Kapara. 
look, you'll probably piece together which school. If you know us as well, you know what school we went to. But uh, anyway, that was the group I was in and I actually loved my PC group. Like we, I remember uh, I went for like PC caption um, and like I was like, I'm not going to get it. And then I got it and I was like, oh. but then like, anyway, there was like a drama about me getting that. But <laughs> because like two best friends went for it and then I had got it and I I got it and one of the best friends got it, but the other best friend didn't. Oh, oh yeah, it was, I, I, I do not like confrontation, so it was very awkward. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, going on with that, um, year seven and then year eight was pretty good. Uh, year eight's where, like, I met one of, like, well, I started to get a bit closer with one of my really close and, like, one of my best friends now. Um, we're still friends to this day, which is really cool. Um, and then year nine, I don't really remember much of year nine. Um... Year 9 was a bit of a blur. I think Year nine's where, like, you're sort of transitioning into, like, Year 10. Well, I remember Year 10 because Year 10 was, like, the worst year of my life. Um, a bit of a similar thing sort of happened. Like, I had this, like, friendship. Actually, drawing back, back quickly to, I think, maybe Year 7 or Year 8, I tried to fit in with the cool people. I tried. Keyword tried. Uh, and got rejected, uh, which was nice. Um, <laughs> so that was... I, I know there's, there's cliques in all girls' school. I don't care what anyone says, uh, but there is. And they, they know that they're better than... Or they, they think that they're better than you. Uh, which is... I guess that happens at any school, I guess. There's always going to be those type of groups. But yeah, so I tried hard and uh, that was a negative. Quickly again, drawing back to year seven. Uh, anyone that knows me will know this story. I... Um... <laughs> I have this weird thing, like, uh, mm, if my name's on something and I lose it, I then think that someone's going to do a DNA test on me and find me and uh, hurt me. (laughs) Not funny, but but, like, when you look back on it now, you're like, wow, okay, so, all right, so, uh, I lost my pencil (laughs) and it had my name on it, it said Taylor Anastasi, and I lost it, and I was not not thrilled about it and I started to bawl my eyes out now again like I said like I just was always crying about weird things uh back in year six when we were in year six, year six camp I lost my sim card uh in my camera because we, we had cameras back then where you had to have a card a SD card and I lost it I cried and screamed very loud and then I found it in my backpack year six camp I had a mental breakdown because my mum hadn't um like sent out the enrollment form for high school and I had assumed that I would have to go to a different school and my life was about to be completely ruined by the decision of where I went to year seven. <laughs> Literally though. So chaotic times. Uh, so back to the pencil. I lost the pencil and I cried. My PC teacher like walks over to my locker and she's like, like what's like, she knew I was weird. She did not like me. Uh, she was like, what are you crying over? And I was like, I lost my pencil. <laughs> And the look on her face was literally like, what the crap are you on about? And I was like, I lost my pencil and it had my name on it. And she was like, okay, uh, what, is there anything special about this pencil? And I, I knew it was dumb why I was crying. So I just said, it was an expensive pencil. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like literally that's just my me being literally just the weirdest person ever. Uh, and that's in year seven and it rolled on sort of throughout the whole entire 
term of school and college life. Uh, year 10, going back to that because I can't remember year 9. Uh, year 10, I was okay, uh, but I remember I went to America with my sister and my family, my mom and dad. My brothers uh, stayed here. Uh, and we came back from holiday and no one wanted to talk to us. <laughs> I guess a bit similar to a situation that I should explain before. Uh, don't know actually what happened, but no one wanted to talk to either of us. And it was really fudged up. <laughs> it was it was not cool. Um, and I, I remember for a period it was just, I think it was towards the end of the school year uh, because my mum ended up pulling us out of school for the rest of year 10. Uh, we just sort of got like our credits of what we had to. Um, and then yeah, she, she pulled us out of school then. It was either year 9 or 10. I think it was year 10. It was 2010. That's all I remember. Uh, but yeah, so that was really messed up um, because I did. We didn't sort of didn't know what we did. Um, we were overseas as well, um, and I think like probably eventually down the track we ended up figuring out what had happened and stuff. But uh, everything sort of I guess is a blur. College for me sometimes. Um, so yeah, that was really messed up, and so we got pulled out of school. My mom tried talking to the year coordinator, and the year coordinator did not like my mom because <laughs> my mom had come to the school to set things straight because we weren't obviously getting the support from the year coordinator, and uh, they pretty much told my mom to get out, or they'll call security or whatever they were going to call. Uh, so yeah, we got pulled out of school uh, for the remainder of that year, and then yeah, year eleven went back. Uh, year eleven was. I will say the worst year <laughs> of my entire schooling life at that school. Uh, I had some like close friends and that was cool and all that stuff. Um, but I also was a very anxious and uh, I guess this is sort of like the year where I was sort of like diagnosed, I guess, with like depression and stuff, uh, which was sort of hard and a, a little bit of OCD as well, where it was sort of like... Um, sort of really mild, I guess, if you put it that way, and anxiety. Uh, so, yeah, it was really hard going uh, to school then. I had a group of friends that I didn't, yeah, really mesh well with either, which was a bit strange. But, um, yeah, so in year 11 is when uh, one day I – I used to actually often, because one of my best friends, she, she went to Ireland and stuff and – for a little bit and then she um I think she actually moved schools in year 11 and I was like not nah, I'm not staying here without her because <laughs> I don't like anyone else uh here because I didn't really mesh there was some like that I got along with but um it also felt like a bit of a pity party like let's be friends with Taylor because she's lonely um so I used to sit in the library by myself which is a bit sad to say but like it's like I just didn't want to hang out with these other people uh and it wasn't until one day my sister had seen me sitting in the library by myself and she was just like what are you doing here and I was like nothing just chilling <laughs> she yeah so then she ended up going home and telling my parents that uh I'd been sitting in the library by myself and then that sort of started the conversation of like like are you okay and I was like hey, no <laughs> I do not like this school uh so yeah it was only because my sister started crying to my parents because she felt really bad um that I sort of moved schools. So I moved schools to uh, a college, a public school, uh, which is a completely different environment from an all-girls school. And again, this is where um, 
I wouldn't have seen Aisha yet. It would have been U12. I saw Aisha there. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was really, I was really nervous to start at a new school, but I knew that I was going to be a lot happier because uh, I wasn't going to be somewhere where I didn't mesh or get along with anyone. Um, so yeah, year, year 11, half half of year 11 was pretty cool. I um, A lot of my friends there were people I used to work with uh, at McDonald's. That was my first job. Uh, my first job, I think, in year eight. Um, and so, like, I sort of already knew them and stuff before I started at the college. That was cool. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah, I guess year 11 is where I started to be myself a bit more and, like, sort of uh, could express myself a bit more. I remember, like, back in, like, year 10 uh, at the old school, uh I used to be that weird girl that would, like, listen to loud music and, like, she was just weird. <laughs> um, or, like, I used to post, you know, like, depressing stuff on my Instagram. You know, like, when, like, <laughs> on Instagram you'd, like, post, like, this picture from Tumblr, the Tumblr phase. Yeah, we've all been there. Well, most of us probably have. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, then moved there, which was cool. Um, and, yeah, that's, I guess, where I sort of started to be a bit more myself and, um... That was cool. And then, yeah, year 12, um, I, yeah, year 12 was like a really good year for me, I think. Uh, Again, going from a public school to a private school, it's a bit of a jump because it's not that they don't care as much, but uh, you did not need to rock up to class if you didn't want to. It was on you. And uh, I may have um, taken that to my advantage a little bit. (laughs) I would straight up like get on a bus and go to the other end of the city. (laughs) literally and I come back halfway through the day literally literally so I remember this one time like I, I had my license at this stage and I didn't like my outfit so I drove home oh, I just did not go to class <laughs> so yeah it was just like it was just a different sort of uh freedom I guess in the school setting uh but yeah year 12 was cool I um horrible at maths I was in like the low maths class as was I throughout college and stuff as well uh but even so much in like sorry high school I mean uh but then in college I was in the lowest maths level uh my teacher hated me (laughs) uh and I was in the class with one of my close friends who I used to work with at uh, Maccas as well and the teacher just like hated both of us and just any like any time we'd rock up to class uh she'd be like oh nice of you to like sort of show up and then we'd be like okay uh and this is when snapchat sort of evolved and became a thing so i used to like take snapchats during class and like put funny things over it uh of the teacher and it became like this thing uh the famous glenda i was about to say is this glenda glenda yeah glenda. we love glenda and her new balance shoes <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was how I made time through college, I guess, uh, in maths anyway, because I hated maths. Um, and then yeah, English I actually really enjoyed. Um, English was my highest scoring class as well, a bit with photography as well, which was pretty cool. Uh, and I remember my English class. You know how you have the levels in school, like the high English class. It was English and maths were the two where you were sort of leveled. Mm. I was in the low English class as well. Maybe that's why I was good at English. Uh, but I remember my I was the only student in my class that would actually do anything. I think as well because I was new, I wanted to make sure I was doing everything. There's like your love for authority. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to listen to everything she says. But this teacher, like, like, she got not bullied, but like she got walked over every lesson. And like she'd let it happen as well. 
anyway, she used to come to my desk and be like, oh, like, you're the only one sort of paying attention. Like, did you want the answers for these questions? Like, I have the answer sheet. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, please stop. Like, I don't want to get, like, beat up after class by these people. <laughs> but yeah, and then eventually year 12 was the same. I had the same English teacher. It was semi the same class as well. And we did an oral presentation. I can't remember what I did my movie on. But I do remember what this one guy did his movie on. And it was Rambo. And he had a love for Rambo. And in the middle of class, he, he played literally, like, half an hour of the movie for his presentation and this don't mean the teacher had no power like she couldn't even be like okay that's enough like she just like let it happen we all need to watch Rambo to really understand where he was coming from yes and then he got up on the desk and ripped his top off I like not lying this was this school was like a fever dream (laughs) it was a math teacher who made sure to mention all the time that he was German and one time, in one 45-minute class, I kept a tally of every time he mentioned being German. And it was nine times, which means he mentioned being German every five minutes. <laughs> Literally. So, like, it was, it was it was like a fever dream. People used to make out in the corridors and stuff. And just, it was a, it was a time. But uh, in colleges, when I met Jake, who is my now partner, fiance. I used to go to the school across the road and like I'd met him in year eight but like he was known as like some other girl's boyfriend and like I was just like oh haha. So and that's sort of like where I had met Jake briefly like anyway and then I moved schools didn't really talk much to him I just knew of him and then uh back in like year 12 I made the famous Facebook status of like for a like where you like someone's status and you would tell them what you like about them and it was like a PM one. So I was like, oh, PM you what I like about you. So then I uh, PM'd Jake. Uh, <laughs> and I was like... Means yeah, Facebook yeah, DM. Yeah, sure? sorry. I should to keep the youth aware of actually what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I had sent him a DM and was like, uh, I think that you're like, I, I could actually find it if I'm actually honest with you. Because so, like, do you ever like remember weird things? Like, do you remember like just weird... I don't know, just weird things that you you've you've said. Like I, I still remember key point things. I remember weird, awful things I've done in year six. I had a crush on this boy. I had a crush on him since kindergarten, and everyone knew about it. <laughs> and he sat on the desk across from me, and we were doing a math test one day. And I had finished it obviously because I'm a whiz at math. So I had like rested my head on the desk, and for whatever reason decided to see yeah like how high I could lift up a piece of paper by just sticking it to my tongue and I looked to my left and he's just staring at me and that really felt like the point in my life where I was like yeah I'm never gonna have any friends (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah I just remember back to weird things I used to do but yeah so I literally just found the DM because like you can search in Facebook Messenger uh, and I've literally said, to be honest, Jake, we don't talk all that much, but you seem like a really nice guy, and it seems like you have good taste in music. <laughs> there was one you put on your walls. Yeah, there um, was, like, I'll be able to find that as well. It was, like, something like, like, you, like, rate them out of ten, and then, like, hugs or kisses or friends or date. And uh, I, like, gave him an eight out of ten or something, like, trying to, like, you know, not keep him... um keep him humble I guess uh and then like hugs or kisses and I said hugs uh and then <laughs> friends or date and I decided to write just friends with like that cryptic smiley face that wasn't actually an emoji back then because there was an emojis back then uh and it's the funniest thing because like I ended up finding it like after he proposed to me and I was like huh 
I friend zone Jake. But yeah, so like I remember when like I sent this and I wasn't actually even going to send him like the to be honest because I was like, I actually have never really spoken to this guy like really much. I didn't really remember much of him, but I did. And that was back on the 31st of August in 2014. And then his response was, oh, thanks. (laughs) How do you know my taste in music? (laughs) It's good though. And literally panic set in. I was like, wow, okay, um... Stalk the Facebook wall, obviously. Uh, and he liked Northlane, so I liked Northlane. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, yeah, so that's sort of how we sort of started talking. And then from then on, we sort of never stopped talking. Um, that was August. And then come November that year is when he had asked me out, which was cute. Uh, and then, yeah, that's sort of where I started to meet. Oh, I met, started meeting. I met, I think, Brad before, maybe. Yeah. Aisha. So yeah. They're all like a year older than me and then Brad's two years older than me so you guys all would have been going out clubbing and stuff while I was still yes. 17. <laughs> we used to go out all the time uh, I, I never had actually gone out when I turned 18 to put into perspective how much of a cool person I was on my 18th birthday I ended up watching Harry Potter in the lounge room with my friends uh, I didn't drink <laughs> because I didn't want to drink in front of my family. Uh, so yeah, once I met Jake is when I sort of started to like uh, the very first time I actually went out um, and I used to like pre-drink in my bedroom with one of my friends I used to work with and we used to like do tequila in like the frozen cokes and stuff uh but yeah so then that's when I I first met Jake out in the city like in person uh like I spoke to him on Facebook prior to that but I met him out in the city in person with his friend Stewie who is one of our good friends as well but um now but um yeah and then I sort of met Brad and all that stuff from then but anyway yeah so that's met Jake uh and then Jake was still in school when I graduated because he had he was a year behind, but he he's older than me, but he just repeated a year. Uh, but yeah, so he was still in college and stuff. And I like, obviously he was my very first boyfriend, which is kind of cute, I guess, to think about. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, going to now, I guess, um, I, yeah, we're, we're now engaged. So he proposed on our six year anniversary last year. But yeah, so we've been together for seven years this year. Um, but yeah, he used to like come and see me at work. Like I obviously my first job, like I said, was McDonald's. So he used to like come in and see me. I'd be in like my Macca's uniform, and I was like, this is really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I that's, that was my first job there, and then I uh, somehow got into the public service. I got a like call from someone from my mom's work, and they're like, do you want a six week contract? But at first they just called and they're like, I'm from your mom's work. And I was like, what's wrong with her? Uh, there was nothing wrong with her. Uh, they were just calling me <laughs> to give me a sick week contract. Um, and then, yeah, then I sort of worked there uh, for, it was actually three months I worked there for. And then um, uh, they couldn't, like when you on the temp register, they can't give you permanent because you're temporary. So then I had to apply for another job. So I'd applied for another job, but I still worked at Macca's like on the weekends. And then, yeah, then I left that job and went to a New South Wales government job. And then I was buying my, well, Jake and I were buying our apartment. Uh, and then I got told I had to have a permanent job. So I left the government job because my mortgage broker told me I had to. Um, and then <laughs> went to Fusion for less than a month uh, and left because I cried every time I drove to work because I didn't understand the job. <laughs> I'm, I'm the type of person if I don't pick something up straight away I'm not happy about it uh so yeah I left that and went full-time back at Macca's um and we saved and saved and saved until our apartment was ready 
Um, and then I ended up actually doing my manager's course there at Macca's, which is, it was actually pretty cool. Like people can shit on it. <laughs> I was not going to swear, but they can do that as much as they want. But it's actually, it was actually one of, I reckon it was one of my favorite jobs in the sense of um, the social aspect of it. Uh, skill aspect as well was good. Like you learn a lot of things. Um, so yeah, then I did my manager's course. And then after I did that, I was there for maybe a year and a bit after that. And then I had applied back in public service and got that. And then uh, I've been there ever since. I won my permanent position started this year uh, and then won another permanent position in another team. So that's where I am now. Uh, but yeah, that's literally my life, I guess, in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, no, it's like pretty cool because, yeah, I guess I sort of met Aisha through Brad and Jake, really. It was like funny because when I graduated school, it was year 12. It was my last day of school. And, uh, like, Jake's like, like, what do you want to do? Like, you think I would go hang out with my friends and go do something. But, um, I obviously had my first boyfriend, so what I wanted to do was hang out with him. Uh, so, yeah, I hung out with, like, Jake, Aisha, and Brad. And then I remember, like, one of them being like, didn't you, like, just, like, finish school forever? And I was like, yeah. Just another day. And then I had my formal and stuff, and Jake came to my formal. It was, like, this subtle way of just being like, oh, I don't have anyone to take. And then Jake's like, oh, ha, ha, like, I should go with you. And I was like, yeah, you should. <laughs> that was my way of, like, asking him, was him inviting himself. Yeah, literally that's where we're at now. And I guess where I'm at now is we've just recently brought a house and land package. Uh, so we sold our unit back in April. Um, last year, when the pandemic sort of first, yeah, started, uh, which is really hard, I guess, the pandemic was a crazy time uh for me personally when it first sort of started uh and then um I guess I've like left a bit of a chunk out like I actually started a same with Aisha pole dancing uh and I actually instruct pole dancing as well so I'm a teacher there um which is like pretty cool fitness wise um and student wise has been really awesome uh to see all my students progress and also me as a person um, but yeah, when the pandemic sort of hit, I guess the second time around, uh, it's been a lot harder, obviously we've been locked down for a bit and yeah, it's just been a bit, a bit crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of been hard to deal with, but I guess for everyone it has been. Um, and I guess that's sort of where, I guess where I am at now is I'm struggling obviously a bit, uh, in the sense of trying to come to terms with what's going on. I have a lot of anxiety around the whole situation. Um, and yeah, also have recently been prescribed on some stuff to sort of help me. Uh, but yeah, I guess eventually I will get there, but yeah, I guess it's just been tough at the moment, but it's been easier, um, being around people who understand and supportive, which has been good. Um, but yeah, I guess like, yeah, life's, life's pretty all right <laughs> coming up to our second or our first full year of being engaged which is exciting for jake and i but um it'll be good to have our own house soon so yeah that's literally it <laughs> i've probably forgotten so many other things like when you like i feel like when you start talking like i got sidetracked for the first like 10 minutes about me crying in preschool <laughs> so i think like eventually as well as we sort of go on with each episode we'll sort of things will pop up and stuff like that of times where this has happened or that or this I guess it's an exciting journey you're on it with us uh but yeah well thanks for tuning in I guess we'll be back next week hopefully yeah. we can only hope fresh new episode <laughs> fresh new episode of chaos of yeah. 
rambling on about things but I guess that's the thing as well like we're we're wanting to be so like true and authentic uh like it's not going to be picture perfect where we get everything right in the first go or like it's I would say it's going to be far from picture yeah I would yeah don't even have that expectation on the table just like (laughs) literally uh but yeah like it's sort of cool to sort of um we love to talk obviously even if we do we are quite actually we're both very shy and introverted we are but yeah i don't know we're we're just normal people we are even though we say like we're not like we're a bit weird but we're normal you know like oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but yes awesome thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh yeah like Aisha said we'll be back next week um which would be really exciting we'll figure that out don't forget to jump on the instagram yes our instagram page so it's that being said dot podcast and we also have links in our bio for both our spotify uh and our facebook page and eventually be branching our podcast onto more streaming services yeah all right see you later bye oh my god